Hello, welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the 19th of September. My name is Ben. On the line, as always, it is Andrew. How are you, my friend? Very good, mate. How are you? Very good as well, thank you. And yeah, we're going to talk about the Blades staying at the top of the league. The Blades winning again a game that we both went to, mm. uh, our first away game of the season. And certainly the most, uh, uh, well, not to put words in your mouth, but I hazard to guess the most you've enjoyed an away game for several years. Well, it's certainly uh, the best since whole last season, which is almost, oh, yes. a year, almost a year ago to the day, I think. And I think that's any in the pre- Good question, this, actually. Put me on the spot, but yeah. Um, I'm trying to, it must be the championship promotion season under Wilder, because I didn't get any tickets for the Premier League game. So, yeah. Oh. Probably, yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's the first time I've ever been to Preston for some reason, and I uh, I did enjoy the day. And, and it, yeah, a good, a good day all round. Uh, not the best performance, but who cares? Yeah, can we? Can people stop singing the like whatever town we're in is a yeah you know the, uh, abuse for it as you as you're leaving the train station because Preston is a a perfectly like acceptable town with some yeah. very good pubs uh, which we sampled before the match obviously yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and after me but not you <laughs> that's true yeah it's just like yeah that's my uh, uh, drinking problem coming out but uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I win two 0 uh, by virtue of the Rotherham game being postponed, we wound up playing three consecutive away games, which is uh, challenging for most teams, I would say. But yes. apparently not for Sheffield United. Three wins, zero goals conceded. And um, yeah, we've we've now played 10 games. We have a three-point cushion to second. We have a five-point cushion to third. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Yeah, and this is the thing. Obviously, the performance will come on soon. Not fantastic. We weren't fantastic against Swansea. We weren't fantastic against Hull. But we've got nine points. It's not a coincidence that we've got nine points out of them and not conceded, which I think is massive. Yeah. Um, three away games, not to concede a goal. And not really being under that much. It's not as if we've like any... I know people said Swansea were a smash and grab. I don't think it were. I think it were an even game that we got three points instead of one. I don't think any team's put us under pressure for like sustained periods. Preston's probably the the hardest game out of the three, would you say? Obviously, they were on top in the first half. They closed us down really well. But it wasn't until the second half that Wes had a shot to save. He's got 19 clean sheets this calendar year, by the way, I saw today. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, uh, yeah, Sheffield United, the, the Souls actually tweeted that out, yeah. That's, that's crazy. I mean, it, A, it's only September. B... Several months of that were spent with no football being played because it was the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty nuts. Um, yeah, so uh, 23 points from 10 games, and we've only played four home games because of that postponement. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, our supposed Achilles heel, if you like, under Heckingbottom, well, certainly the, the weaker side of it, our away form is, uh, yeah, it's, it's the best in the league at the moment. We have we're yeah, more yeah. away points than anyone else. We've played a, you know, we've played more away games than some of those teams but um yeah this is just a another another great result really and yeah well, we... you say we've played more away games but we've played two less home games than Norwich who are top of the home table mm-hmm. they've got 14 points we've got 12 realistically pound for pound we're the top of both leagues uh but I, I don't I still think we can get better and that's the exciting thing for me yeah I don't want to not to again get ahead of ourselves too much but I think we, I don't know if we said this privately, if we said it on here, but quite recently we were like, I think if we don't make the playoffs, that is going to be a really mm. big failure. Yeah, I agree. I look at the teams in 
third Reading with a minus four goal difference. Sunderland, the fifth. Mm-hmm. QPR six, Blackburn in seventh. We wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Well, with with both of those teams, Sunderland and Blackburn. Like, I don't want to. I, I almost don't want to say this, but like, I, I really do think this team has to. Like, it, it has to be the goal, the top two, right? Like, yeah, that's going to yeah. be disapp- Like, I, I think that is going to. You can class that as a failure from here if we don't make the top two. Yeah, I think as well that I, I imagine this is how I see it going to go. I think there's going to be eventually three, maybe four outstanding teams who are going to be quite... Because it's such an inconsistent league. And I imagine that we, we'll be one of those three or four. I think Burnley have shown consistency. They've not lost for seven. I think Norwich haven't lost for eight. We've not lost in nine. They look like the three. You know, I know Reading have done well, but they've also got absolutely battered in games as well. And Blackburn as well have done the same. It, it's too early to say it's a three-way race. Someone will come out. It could be Middlesbrough, it could be West Brom. Someone will come on a run like Forrest did. But... Mm. Right now, us, Burnley and Norwich look like the three best sides by a, a fair distance, I think. Yeah, I think so. And there's been that stat sort of bandied around and it's the most points that a team's had in after 10 games since I think 2013-14 or something yeah. like that, so for like eight yeah. seasons. Uh, and there's, there's there's obviously been all those weird, those sort of counter things of like, oh, only three out of the last 10 teams to be top at this stage of... <laughs> have gone up or something like that. And but... it is early days, and it is early days, and anything can go wrong, and better teams than us have been top of the league, and something's happened, and they've gone on a spiral the other way. But, as I said, I don't actually think we're playing anywhere near the capability, I won't say anywhere near that's harsh, but away from home at least, we're not playing to the ability levels that I know we can play. The mm. last three games we've won, but we've not been convincing, uh, but I'm not complaining at all because we're getting the wins, and I can only see that getting better, I can't see that getting worse. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why those performances away from home get any worse. I can only see them getting better. Yeah, indeed. And I think with those, like, oh, this team was top, and then they didn't get there. I think that's you know, with that ten game sample, that will have some teams who've been a bit lucky, I guess, and just got, yeah. had the results go their way in the early stages of the season. But I don't, I don't see that with this United team. I, I don't no. sound like I, I'm not usually like this, like ultimate homer sort of take. <laughs> uh, maybe not a pessimist, but I, I like to think fairly realistic. But like. Every metric you want to look at suggests we are at least one of the best couple of teams in the league. Mm. So I, I I throw out that sort of like, oh, only three of these 10 teams have got promoted from this position. I, I really, I think we are where we are because we have been the best team in the league. And I, yeah. yeah, as you say, there's there's every chance to think that that could continue to at least be close to that for the rest of the season, which um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah suggests we're in for a good one. But, you know, barring some... <laughs> injury disaster, I guess. Well, the, the thing is, as well, about obviously, Wednesday fans will say this, but I've seen a couple of Wednesday fans, oh, they haven't played anyone yet. Well, who is they? There's only Burnley and Norwich that I'm looking at the table now that you'd really consider. We've already played Watford, obviously, they beat us, but played Reading, played Sunderland, you know, played Blackburn. Who else, who do who do you want us to play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, we played the top team in the league like three games running or something didn't we something mm. daft like that but I'm anyway with the, that was the first home defeat uh, sorry second home defeat but we've scored more goals at Deepdale than they have now which yeah. I think is a fantastic start yeah. it is it is a fantastic start yeah I've, I've accidentally got sucked into something I didn't want to do which is talking big picture because I, I wanted to keep this one pretty lean because yeah, uh, yeah, we've yeah. obviously got an international break so next week uh, well when we next record we will be a bit more big picture and uh, a few other things as well, but let's let's just talk about this Preston game. Um, yeah, as you say, uh, we've now scored more goals at Deepdale than they have. Um, 
I, I, I'm slightly concerned by the team selection in terms of uh, our midfield, because that was the mm. only change, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Doyle drops out and uh, Brewster comes in. And uh, I, I like Brewster a lot. I'm, uh, I, I think he's he's done pretty well this season when he's played. I think he did pretty well in this one as well, to be honest. Mm. But I just get this panic of like, oh, no, this means Sander is going to be playing deep. We're just going to have the two in central midfield. Mm. Cannot think of a single example of when that's gone well. And that kind of played out here. I mean, I, I'm assuming, I haven't actually uh, seen this anywhere, but um, I'm assuming Doyle didn't start for fitness reasons, having done uh, like three nights in a row, including against Swansea. And I, I didn't notice this, I weren't there, but I have seen people since say that Doyle looked absolutely shattered at the end of that game. He, I think he got took off, in Swansea. fact, didn't I? Swansea, yeah. sorry, that was, yeah. So maybe maybe we were just tired. Maybe it's just a case of that. Yeah. Uh, but you, you like me, were a bit like, oh, you know, just that midfield two yeah. together. You know, that's that is just going to inhibit us a bit. And I, I think that, I think that was evident. To be honest, you know, you mentioned that Preston. I mean, they were on top for most of that first half. It's just they're so easy to defend against. I mean, mm. I said on the last pod, it's it's freakish that they've only scored three goals, but at the same time. It's not totally surprising that they are the lowest scorers in the league, having like. Yeah, it's bizarre. I thought they were a good side, Preston, but at the same time, I never really felt. I didn't really feel that uncomfortable, which is bizarre because they were better than his overall play in the first half, but they created nothing. I think the the closest they got was that Ben Whiteman shot from outside the area, which should have been a fantastic finish. And they had a lot of the ball, a lot of crosses, but I thought their creativity was. I saw on the view from. I love how people say. like one of them said, like, all we need is a 20, 20 season a goal striker. Yeah, you're doing the rest of us, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all to come by. But I don't think, I think, I don't think it is just that with Preston. Cause I, I think their creativity was, whether it's because they've scored so little, the confidence is down. But even though they were on top and they were winning the 50-50s and they were closing us down and they were getting into good areas, at no point did I think, oh, we're massively under the cost here. Yeah, I think they ended up having quite a lot of shots in the box. But in that first half, yeah, as you said, mm. it... You know, Whiteman had like three pot shots from distance with sort of varying degrees of accuracy. Yeah. There, there was that one that he, he first timed, which I'm pretty sure Wes had, had covered, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a deflection one where uh, the guy gets behind Basham. Hmm. Again, you know, decent chance, but it would have been an incredible finish from that angle. Uh, I, I, I just... I, I, they're a bizarre team. They are a bizarre team because I, I came out thinking that's a tough game that we've won, but also thinking... They could have probably played all day and not scored. <laughs> yeah, I reckon so. I thought we did a really good job of keeping uh, Parrot and Emil Reese quiet. And mm. yeah, b- biggest threat was uh, was Whiteman from long range, and then uh, I, I, I don't know his first name. Sorry, Fernandez, the, um, yeah. the guy that was playing left back, Alvaro Fernandez. Uh, who I think this was one of his first. I don't know he has played six games, but I saw I saw they, they were quite happy Preston fans that he was actually starting this game, and mm. he was fairly lively. But yeah, it's. I feel like I've seen United be like that in the past. It's like we have we have good players and we like move the ball up the pitch well, but when you get to the edge of the box or around there, it's like what we're we gonna do here? Just, yeah. just just cross it in and hope to find a free man or take a shot from long range. Whereas, um, yeah, I think this game this game showed we have more individual quality. I think it's a snap th- opportunity. Sorry, I think I said to you on the way back, and I've seen people say it since that it reminded me. Preston reminded me of us in the Premier League, the final, the last season. Yeah. Um, in that you could come out of pretty much every game in that Premier League season that we had. Certainly the games under Wilder and at home, 
in that final Premier League season and think, well, we weren't far off, but realistically, we were never going to win it when you look back at them. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think we we certainly didn't control the game. It wasn't a mm. uh, it wasn't a, a, like a joy to watch um, in the first half for forty minutes or so. And I sort of feel afterwards we we kind of got away with one in terms of being able to get by with a midfield two. Like it didn't mm. it didn't actually harm us. It just didn't allow us to you know take control of the game. Yeah, fortunately, a big part of that was that Norwood was fantastic once again. And yeah. He's been so. I mean, I, we've we've said it for this season, but really, it is since Heckingbottom took over, with like a couple of exceptions. So we're looking at like when did he take over? Was it November? So we're looking at like ten months now of sustained excellence from Norwood. Mm. He's he's maybe not quite the standard like when that first season we had him, but it's really really high level championship play on, yeah. on and off the ball. I, I just want to make sure we shout that out because the amount of times I. Shouted well in Norwood or great tackle, Norwood, yeah, 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 great defending, what have you. Yeah. And I think we take it, we do take it for granted, and I think a lot of fans, there's still fans who really don't like him. Um, and I think we take it for I, I listened to Second Tier Pod last week, and they were raving about him against Swansea, and I was like, you're all right, but then you do think about it, and you think from other opposition, you know, the opposition's point of view, you probably do look at me and think, it's the sort of player we need that. And, and he's been here that long, and he's had that many sort of ups and downs with us that. We probably do take for granted this level of consistent performances from him. Yeah, very much so. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought his like defensive work really really helped us. Um, we did have a couple of chances. You know, uh, Brewster had one early doors where uh, he, he sort of gets in round the side and sort of flips mm. it wide, and then and Jai had a chance after he scored. We'll get onto his goal in a moment. Mm. Um, I just want to quickly return to something you you kind of mentioned earlier, and I thought part of the uh, success for want of a better better word that Preston had early on was they targeted Basham loads like mm. in and out of possession I thought they tried so hard to get down our left hand side which was where Basham was playing mm. and at the same time as soon as he had the ball they like just disappeared essentially and just just marked marked players and gave him hardly any option to pass out mm. so yeah I thought they they played that really well I thought Preston it's just they weren't able to turn those like you know balls down the side that got like one on one with Basham or got away from him, able to turn yeah. it into. Yeah, and, I, and I thought I didn't think second half Basham were fantastic as well. I think he had a bit of a. I won't say he were he were dodgy in the first half, but as like you said, that's where most of their attacks are coming from. He made a few good challenges and a really good interception. You know, when the ball comes across the box in the first half, yeah. it wasn't a bad performance. But as you said, but I thought in the second half Basham was just as. Solid as he is on the other side. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it wasn't. He didn't play badly. It's just he's out of position. That, yeah, I mean, that, that's it. Yeah, realistically, yeah, yeah. that is the weak link of that back three, and it like yeah. you know Egan's yeah master of that position. If you like, Armand mm. fantastic. Basham's playing on the wrong side. He's is in what? How many years has he been playing centre back for us now? Like six years? Or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He's probably played in that exact slot maybe <laughs> yeah. five times or less. So um, yeah, I thought it was. It was fairly savvy of, of Preston to target it, it's, and yeah, he did a, a reasonable enough job. And then, yeah, in the second half, felt um, he felt much more in control, I think, and we just defended brilliantly. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about this in Jai goal because thirty nine minutes essentially goes past with us doing very little apart from that um, that Brewster shot and mm-hmm. seeming a little bit under the pump, I suppose. And then, yeah, it just uh, we, we Norwood plays a long ball to McBurney. 
and Jai pounces on a moment's hesitation and then just just does what Jai does. He basically scored the goal that we wanted him to score at Hull. Well, you know when he cut in from the yeah, left, yeah, 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 scuffed it straight at yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah, good um, shout. Yeah, he, he continues to be one of the very best players in the championship so far this yeah, season. I don't know if you've seen Fabrizio Ravanelli's tweet today or whatever he's called, <laughs> the uh, the world famous uh, in the now. It was in Romario, is it? Fabrizio? I think it's Romano, Fabrizio Romano. Romano. Um, and he said, like, you know, teams were interested in him in January. Sorry, in January, in the last transfer window. And I think that will have been the case because he's, he's just too good to not have interest. Yeah. And we're getting to the point, I think, where he's... I think there's a genuine shout that he could be the best player in the entire league. Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, it can't. It can't be that bold a shout. At this no, point. but yeah. if you think about this as a guy who last year were in and out of the team, and we were thinking, oh, you know, Gibbs White's gone and cards on the table. I think he's playing far more consistent than Gibbs White did so far this season. Obviously, things mm. could change, and I'm not putting him up there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you know he's better than Gibbs White or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, Gibbs White had the odd stinker, and I don't think. I think Endai, these games at Swansea, it didn't really come off for him. But I still think he gives us a lot because of his strength alone and his work rate. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, don't, we don't have anyone else who could score this goal, I don't think. And we, we arguably haven't had anyone. like Maybe, maybe Mousse in his peak would have scored a goal like this. But Gibbs White, maybe. Maybe, but I, I, I don't just think, think he wrestles it off. I don't, don't think Well, that's there. it, yeah. It's, it's the full and jai package. It's, yeah. He recognises, because Brewster does well as well. I mean, it's, it, he has a very minor role in this goal, but he does. Mm. He comes in from the right-hand side yeah. to try and close it down, and and Jai recognises that the defender's going to go the other way to keep away from him, and, yeah, just takes it off him, dummies the other defender, Lindsay, and slams it in off the post. Like, mm. Just a brilliant goal from, yeah, fantastic player, and... Yeah, get him get him tied down to a new contract. You know, they still got two years to run, but um, yeah, we do that's... we do need to do that. I mean, like I say, if he carries on in this form, he's not going to be with us, and that's not being negative. That's just a fact because if he carries on playing this well, he's going to go to a, a good Premier League team. I'm not talking about a. I'm going to laugh as I say this, Forest. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's not going to wear it. He's, you know, I'm thinking he's he's playing at the moment where you're thinking, you know, this guy. Could get into a lot of mid. I looked. We watched Southampton and Villa. I know you didn't watch it all, but that's because I, I, I literally fell asleep for. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> awful, and you, I, I don't think he looks out of place in those two sides. I think he's every bit as good as Shea Adams. Yeah, you're you, you're probably right, and obviously he's off to uh, off to play for Senegal again this international mm. break, and yeah, I say he's got a very good chance of going to the World Cup as it stands. He's obviously yeah. in, in yeah, the yeah, mix yeah. for that. He's not. Uh, he hasn't started a game yet. I don't think, or he might have. Might start a friendly or something, but um... and I'm not going to get worried about the the obviously the rumors are coming out about Egan Bergen, you know, in January. I'm not worried about it at the moment because there's a long way to go. And if we're top of the league as we are, and we get a, 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 even further ahead, I think it gives us so much more leeway than we had even in in the last transfer window to keep hold of these players, even if it's just for the season. I'm not worried about that at all. Just no. I mean, you, you know, I've shown that shown you know put cards on the table mm. there, aren't they? Like mm. you you want these players, you're going to have to pay. Probably above market value for them because yeah. they're, they're worth more to us than they are to you. Probably, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That doesn't concern me at all. But um, yeah, great goal by Enjoy, and this is and this is it. You know, this is what we've talked about of having this level of quality individuals now that we didn't have maybe twelve months ago or, yeah. or, or the season before, where you can sit in a game and you just you just pounce on two moments. The second goal is exactly like that as yeah, well. It's just, yeah. It's two moments of class, basically. You brought uh, something up there that I wanted to bring up, and it goes back to the 
us against the Premier League sides. It does fit. And look, this could change because these games could go either way. The last three, you know, Hull get that goal where Wes pulls that double save off. Who knows what happens? Swansea miss a, a sitter and then Preston, you know, if Preston could have a shot then <laughs> then you know who knows but at the moment what it seems like to me is that we just have I, I can understand they'll do the view from obviously the last three games they're like oh there weren't much in it they didn't look like top of the league but it feels to me that we're just punishing teams because we have more quality which is not something that, even the wilder side we got by with that with a fantastic tactical approach and mm. teamwork and the work rate and everyone knowing the roles this is a different United in the sense that I feel like we get we can get buying games we're not playing that well because we have two or three players who can just play well for 10 minutes and it's enough. Yeah, completely, completely agree. And that's why that's why I feel like this could be a top two team instead of just a playoff team. Mm. Just Yeah, because we have the, the star power off the bench or in the starting lineup that's just going to win you a game that maybe, yeah, the opposition fans will sit there and go, well, they weren't that good. Like, you know, that was an even game. We had our chances as well. But yeah, yeah. The difference is we've got Illumin and Jai and Sander Berger and, you know, they've yeah. got uh, a mix of decent championship players. Yeah, and look, Bournemouth last season went out with a team that I don't think I saw play well once all season. <laughs> and I re- I'm not slagging them off because, again, they had that bit of quality. They had Billing, they had Solanke, who was brilliant at that level. Mm. There were players that they had and you think, hang on. You know, they, they were getting hammered and they won a lot. What's going on? And that's a little bit like us at the moment. I like I say, it's really hard not to get carried away. But I think the only thing that's probably the realistic thing that's going to stop us is what you said earlier, and that's injuries. Yeah, I think so. Um, Preston make a triple substitution. In this. Oh, I should say we had Ajay uh, had a couple of other chances, didn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. E- either side of the goal, actually. had a... He had header that he sort of fluffed wide. It was it was actually much further out than I thought it was. I did because um, I was there and I was like, "How oh, was he missed that?" And you look back, you think, "Oh, fair enough." <laughs> <laughs> it's about, it about the penalty area, was yeah, penalty yeah, spot, yeah. excuse me. Um, and then he, he had that one where Berger got into the box and he pulled it back and Jai hits the target, but um, keeper Woodman makes it makes a decent save. And that's one spot. of them. It's an instinctive hit. I'm not going to blame him for anything for that. He's coming so quick. Berger again just decides I'm just a bit better than you lot and runs into the area and yeah, uh, and then yeah, good decent save from the keeper. Yeah, exactly. Um, into the second half, they make a triple substitution. I just want to raise this because uh, well, two one of our nemeses certainly <laughs> finally entered the game. Uh, joy unconfined for me when the team was read out beforehand and Daniel Johnson's name was not in it. Praise the Lord. But he, he does eventually come on, uh, along with Chet Evans. And uh, mm-hmm. Robert Brady came on for Fernandez. Booze for the Preston uh, fans. You don't know point. what I like. I like how we joined in with it. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that bit. Yeah, um, it must be frustrating being Preston. I, as I said, there's such a. I, I'm so intrigued by him. I've been intrigued by him all mm. season due to these. Quirk, well, seem like quirks, but then you watch that game and they don't seem quite as bizarre. The you know the fact that they've only scored three goals, three. yeah, and conceded four. When you watch a game like that, you think well, I sort of get it because they're, they're decent, but they've got absolutely nothing up front. Yes, yeah, I mean, again, to go back to parallels with us in that mm. dreadful Premier League season, where yeah, there were, there were loads of games where I was like, these you know the opposition have kind of done nothing. I mean, we've never looked like scoring either, but. They've just taken one chance and that's been it. And yeah, I guess yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of how Preston are. It's just their baseline is obviously better at this level than us was in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they make that triple substitution at the same time we do bring on Tommy Doyle for Brewster. Mm. Uh, it's the 69th minute. I thought Brewster did really well, actually. I mean, he, he, he absolutely snatched a chance yeah. in the second yeah. half. Like, <laughs> unbelievably far wide. Not an easy chance by any means, but it was a dreadful execution. Um, <laughs> sorry, go on. No, no, just, I just I feel so sorry for Brewster for not scoring. I actually thought he was the best out of the three forwards in overall play. Yeah, did score? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, I, so I'm I'm quite resistant to this idea of like oh he needs a goal and it must really be weighing on his mind. It's not it's not that many games. I mean he you know he he, he was scoring until he got injured. So yeah, yeah. It's probably what how many games has he started this season? I think he's only started three. Yeah, I think that was his third start. Maybe four. That's yeah, a, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it, we're not talking a McBurney level goal track no, here, no, are we? No. So uh, it is. It will be coming up to a year. Well, I'll say soon. We've got a while, yeah, but with like February, wasn't yeah, it? but with the World Cup and everything, I could just already see he's not scored for over twelve months. <laughs> like, hang on, he's played about five games. Come on. <laughs> he has, and uh, he doesn't get in our strongest team right now. Ultimately, yeah. uh, it, well, I mean, I know he played in this one, but uh, you know, ideally, we'd have a three, a midfield three, and then and Jai McBurney are uh, very much in the box seat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he comes off, Doyle comes on, and surprise, I thought we pretty much immediately just looked in total control for the rest of the game. And yeah. uh, a mere six minutes later, we score a goal that owes a lot to having Berger in his uh, his correct position, his proper yeah. position on the right of a midfield three. Um, slightly question, I- I'm pretty sure that as soon as the keeper passed this, I was like... That doesn't look like a great decision, mate. <laughs> I was sort of—I I don't know if I was turning away or just not really paying. I'm probably looking at up the other end of the pitch because obviously it was a goal kick. Or mm. you went back to the keeper. And then all of a sudden, I just saw this ball sort of slowly bouncing, and I thought, "Are we playing? Like, is, this, like, is that a real <laughs> thing?" Then, yeah, uh, terrible. I thought it was poor from the goalkeeper and poor from the Preston player. The, I don't, can't remember. I don't know who it was actually. Hughes, that one. Hughes was it. Yeah. I think it's, if you're not sure, just get rid. You know what I mean. There's no point of trying to control it if you're not. If you're in any any doubt that you might not have control of this ball, and then Berger, I felt I, I said no. You obviously I was sat behind you, and you definitely went to your knees almost, going no. <laughs> you thought he'd taken it too far, but I was, I was right behind you doing exactly the same. Going, no, yes, <laughs> yeah. Because I did think, he, and he, he did take it too far, but his sheer bloody size gets gets yeah. a, a long leg uh, to McBurney who taps it home and goes mad into the fans which I didn't realise when I was there to be honest but ah, I love that that was yeah. great enjoyed that a lot um, he's going to get suspended y- soon for celebrating <laughs> <laughs> every time he scores he gets booked <laughs> so he did get a yellow card here McBurney but was it for that was it for yeah else? yeah for celebrating uh, yeah. Gordon Bennett come on refs let um let the man celebrate. Let yeah, him do he what he wants. Want. You might be going to jail soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to hear anyone ever tell me that Sander Berger is uh, is Nesh or um, mm. you know is, you can you can rough him up or anything ever again because uh, he, he knows he's about to get annihilated by the goalkeeper there after his yeah. after his poor second touch. And he goes in for it anyway and uh, plays it across to McBurney, who scuffs it into the net. I saw a, <laughs> a Preston blog where, obviously, the, there's a flare thrown after we score. Um, and the Preston vlogger, seemed, he's got it in his head that they've hit their own player with a flare. Burger's down on the floor. They, they're convinced, like, you know, this flare's hit Burger. It's like, no. <laughs> there was a flare going from, like, half-time. Did you notice it was, yeah, like, the world's just, slowest just, burning uh, flare? I thought it was just like a gunshot. I just had a boom, whoa. Oh, that were after the goal, weren't it? Do you oh, know, that after the, the goal, sorry, that, right. Yeah, there was a very slow-burning flare that went on for like 15 minutes. But then, yeah, I do remember the firework, yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard not to, really. But, um, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd always enjoy watching uh, like adult football players bouncing off Sanderberger and uh, yeah. Hughes's attempt to muscle him out of it was was truly hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, Berger just takes that ridiculously bad second touch, which, as you said, did did make me sort of sink to my knees a little yeah. bit in the stands. But now he uh, he pulled it out of the bag and McBurney slides it in and. Yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying McBurney scoring because I've only I think I think we worked this out. I think this is only like the fifth goal I've ever seen him score for us in, with my own eyes because uh well there's four in, four for him this season. Four yeah. in his last five, but obviously two of them have been away. So Yeah, it's two uh, of them away. Two, and in the pro- three of them have been sorry, two obviously uh, I missed two of them because I wasn't Yeah. Aware. And in the Premier League, Man United at home, well with the and West Ham at home West Ham, only two the- and Leicester. Of course, I did. I, that, you know what? I didn't see that game. So on holiday, nah, uh, got rid of that. But yeah, 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 bizarre. Yeah, um, but four in five. Four in five is uh, yeah. It'll be back in that Scotland squad soon, I would imagine. Well, they've got like, Dykes in. I don't think Dykes has scored all season. I don't even think he's in the QPR team at the moment. So. Mm. And yeah, he's playing. You know, it's not. It's not just the goals as I said last time. But Bernie is genuinely playing well. Um, is it? Which you love to see. Um, do you think it work? His work, obviously, it is because they're both scoring. But Endai and Bernie as a partnership. Do you think it works as a as a two? Do you think that's the 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 go to? I know it's not really. We don't really play that way. But you know. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I'm kind of resistant to answering that because I, I I think there's I think you can have strike partnerships, but I think the vast Majority of teams just don't. They just yeah, have yeah. A couple of forwards on or three forwards, and I think Bristol those City are our have, best two. Bristol City have got that Tommy Conway and Naki Wells who seem to be a bit of yeah, a, a I partnership. Mean, yeah, but I do know what you mean. Wrong, yeah. a, a few teams do. I mean, Sharp, you know, Sharp and McGoldrick, I thought was a fantastic pairing, for example. Not just yeah. not just having two good forwards on at the same time, but having two that like mm. clearly Link work. Up. Yeah, no, know, know what the other one's supposed to be doing. And I can't honestly say that I feel like McBurney and Ajaya, they, I mean, they've already played together, have they really? But no, true. Those are our best two forwards right now. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they, however you want to measure it, the evidence is there, isn't it? You know, yeah. the most goals and just they're, they're playing the most games together. But um, yeah. they don't, they certainly, uh, it, it certainly doesn't feel like they diminish each other in the way that McBurney and Sharp definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Last season and the season before, I suppose. McSharpney, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not ready to see that again. Let's let's no. keep with Jai uh, and, and Brewster up there. With <laughs> it, him just we should probably mention Sharp coming back actually, because mm. uh, that were a bit of a shortcut. Shocker that they were on the bench. You thought it might get into the internet, and then he came on. And I know a lot of people were upset that he didn't bring Kadra on, but I thought they were a right moving this game because we're two and all. Kadra is a, a, a wild card. Uh, I think if you're drawing or, or losing. You'd put Kadra in that situation, but Billy Sharp's the man. As soon as he came in, gets his big backside in the way, wins a free kick, and that's what we needed at that point. <laughs> it's literally within seconds of him coming <laughs> on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. just uh, just makes a mug of. Uh, I think it was either Brown or Hughes that fouls him in the uh, the left back spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. It's, it's nice to see Sharp back. I was thinking this. Um, it just feels like such a long time since we've had an injured player. Come back, like mm. I know. I know Brewster obviously is, mm. is back and starting, and bash him to a lesser extent. You know, he missed some games last season, but I've, I've almost just become like accustomed to thinking, like, oh, someone's injured. Well, like, I guess I'll just never see them again. Like, yeah, where's Kieran Clark? Now we're hearing that he's what is he? He's had a setback, and he's like, I know, another four or five weeks away or something. And... Well, they, they said they're all going to. McCall said they're all going to come back around the same time. I couldn't really work out. He said four or five weeks. 
Uh, and I don't. I, at first, I thought it means four or five weeks from the injury, but then I realised that's past. So <laughs> yeah, it must be four or five weeks from when he said it. So yeah, we don't play for two weeks. Now, no, so I imagine they're going to miss another two or three games, and I think we can get by for another two or three games. But we do need them mm. back because we're going to get other injuries. We saw when Norton Davies go down against Swansea, everyone going, "Oh no!" And mm. as well as Norton Davies has played, it was less to do with that and more to do with the fact, well, who's next? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so sharp, sharp back was was nice to see. But we, weirdly, for the first time in years, I don't feel like we need him. <laughs> mm. Like, you know, yeah. we, we, we've been able to get. I mean, we, you know, we are the we are the top scorers in the division. I think, aren't we now? Yeah, we're yeah. Bristol City still. Yeah, no, we're we're joint top with uh, Bristol City. Yeah. So, but obviously, it helps having. Yeah, come back. you want as many as possible, and even if Bruce is not scoring, he's. I still think he's third at the moment, choice because he's playing well when he's when he's been on the pitch. But Charlotte's a fantastic option to have. You know, you this is what's really exciting. Illumin and Die or Met Bernie go off the boil. We'll just have to bring Kadra and Met, you know and Sharp on. It's not you know they're, they're two yeah. people who walk into most teams in the league. So yeah, exactly. I have uh, I really couldn't care less about what Kadra feels right now. To be honest, like, no, and I'm, I'm sure no. he doesn't. I'm sure no. he's perfectly happy. Uh, that the team is doing so well and that's why he's not getting on. I but... saw honest too, you know, how Kadra must be feeling. I get the sentiment, but if he's well, all all I can bottom has to do is why aren't I playing boss? There's the table, there's the league table, yeah. there's how many goals we've scored, there's the top goal scorers. You know, I think Endai's like the third top goal scorer in the entire league and McBurney's not far we obviously he's got oh, four. Man. Yeah, and then even if you if you want to play in Burger's position, Burger's assists and goals are Incredible, really, for the games he's played. He's got to be, I think three. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Three assists and three goals in ten. You, you know, it's, it, it. You can't. You, there's no point of dropping a team that's playing this well just to try and make a lone player happy. If he wants to leave, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, you're gonna to have to leave because. Yeah. But I don't think he will because he will get his chance, and we only played ten games. Yeah. And I but, imagine if N dies injured, that he'll be the first one in. Yeah, we, we should stress there's there's absolutely zero evidence that yeah, Kadra true. is yeah. anything less than happy with the current situation. It's get just rid of uh, him. Get, it's, get him out. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just fun fun speculation at this point. But um, yeah. yeah, ultimately, you know, we're, we're trying to win football games, That's and uh, yeah. this is this is the best best lineup. And I think um, I think it makes sense to give Sharp essentially garbage time minutes there. You know, the game we're two 0 mm. up. Preston are doing absolutely. Nothing really, apart from one snapshot that I'll, I'll mention in a second. But I don't think it's that. Sorry to put it, but I, I don't think it's that. I think it, it, obviously last season against Preston, we were two and up in injury time with ten men or whatever it was, mm. and we drew two two. That must be in the back of the mind of the the players who were on the pitch that day and Eckingbottom. And I think Sharp was the right choice because he's better at holding it up and he's better at winning free kicks and taking this thing out of the game. Whereas Kadra's yeah. more of a player who will get the ball and try and run past a couple, and maybe lose it. Yeah, it's a fair shout, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd not considered that, but yeah, I think I think you're absolutely um, absolutely bang on. Um, we should mention this save from Wes because yes, yeah, for, for the exact reason you've just laid out, we were coasting at two 0 here. Um, so I I don't doubt that if they do score here, Preston, then there would have been a few wobbles at least in the stands if it gets yeah. back to two one. I think it, it sort of it crossed my mind a little bit, like yeah. When injury time went up and it was like five minutes, I think, I was like, yeah. oh, come on, let's just get through the next couple of minutes without conceding. I don't want to, you know, I don't want a hairy last three minutes, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, but this is a fabulous save from Wes. I mean, uh, it's Brown in it. He just slams a first-timer um, with his left foot. 
pretty sure there was a foul in the build-up. Basham gets shoved over. Well, guess who sets it up? It's Daniel Johnson. <laughs> Is it Daniel Johnson? Yeah, Johnson right? might, it creates a chance. And it's a fan. And again, last week, Wes was a bit off, I felt, against Swansea. He, he missed a, you know, he did that poor kick out and he missed a cross. And I, I, he was faultless again. And, I, and I keep, we keep saying it and it, it were a nothing game for him in many ways. But I, I, I'm so, I feel so secure with him at the back, it, and it, this is it's but it's so bizarre to feel that he's been this time last season. Even we were like, oh, we can't afford him in, you know. To mm. get to the point now where I, I think if this if the season ends now, he's, he'll be goalkeeper of the season in the championship. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely would be. Yeah, just for the we've conceded five goals in ten yeah. games. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, press. I mean, that's the same as uh, Preston have only conceded four, but they're absolute freaks. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. next best is uh, is Norwich, who are second in the league, obviously. Um, yeah, massive save. I mean, he's he's now creeping up. Where's in the uh, goals prevented stat, which is, I think, he's in the top four now, which is oh. amazing because he hardly has anything to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I look at these. Yeah, the other goal, the the keeper that's at the top, or well, the two of the. The two of the top three, one is Birmingham and one is Blackpool, and they have faced yeah way more shots than Fodringham. Um, I'm just looking now. The the guy's third has faced 50 shots on target. Mm. Fodringham's faced 22. Like it's hardly anything in comparison. Yeah. And yeah, he's still so he's he's nowhere near as busy as some of those keepers. And yet, when he's called on, he's been pulling off some big saves. Yeah, and, um, yeah. This is another one. So. Massive tip of the cap for keeping it at 2-0 and uh, not allowing Preston to have a foot back in the door. Um, just one sort of final thing from me on this game, I guess, and, and it's sort of tying into that, like, oh, what do you do with Kadra? Uh, you know, a little bit of a straw man conundrum here, mm-hmm. I suppose. But i tell you one conundrum we might have in a few weeks, and that is what we do with George Baldock, because yes. I think it's been... I think he's been about as good as he can be this season, which sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I think he's played really, really well. Jaden Bogle's back in training yeah. and sounds like he could be, you know, fit enough for the squad not long after this international break. What what do we do here? Like what what do you do? I think I think George keeps a shirt because we're playing so well, but I think there could be different you know, different games they come in. If we've got you know, no offense to, to Coventry if they're bottom of the league at the moment we've got Coventry at home you're expecting to win you play Bogle if we get Norwich away maybe Baldock's your man to go to it's a fantastic selection headache I think it is and let's let's hope we do indeed get there and there's no uh, no setbacks I, for me uh, assuming he's fully fit I would put Bogle back in against mm. against the majority of teams because I I'm think we're so excited to see Berg, Bogle, Doyle all around that side and then Armin die uh, yeah, oh, of course yeah and and then a uh, uh, Goal scoring machine, him. <laughs> you know, it's it's really exciting to to imagine that. I mean, I don't know whether we get caught out defensively because it all just be bombing forward. But oh uh, yeah, and this is what I mean. This is why it does feel like we'll get better because we've got players coming back. We've got Kieran Clark to come back, Jackie Longthrow to come back. These are sort of the sort of names that are going to get you promoted on their own or anything like that. But again, just squad players to have. Oh, Basham needs a rest. Right, we'll put Jackie Longthrow in. Mm. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, I think if we if we can rotate Baldock and uh, sorry Bogle and Baldock mm. uh, from you know October onwards, then uh, good things are going to come our way. I think, but yeah, yeah I, I just want to uh, 
I just want to raise that, I suppose, because I, I think he has been very good, Baldock. It's just um, at the same time, I think I think we'd get, uh, given how good the rest of our team is, I think we'd get more out of having Bogle in the team. You know, mm. having a, having an average defender who's very good going forward than having a very good defender who is average going forward. Yeah, what yeah. Obviously is. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I just think at the moment with the team playing as well as it is, I'd leave it. And then as soon as we lose, sack Bolo. <laughs> <laughs> Ship him off to Greece. Yeah. I'm sure, sure Olympiakos uh, would, would want a, a new player, wouldn't they? Like, They've they just sacked their manager this week, I saw. Uh, yeah, the Huddersfield. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Huddersfield looking for a manager. So, you know, two, yeah. and, two and two together. <laughs> You're doing the sort of David Brent synergy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I literally was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's unsettling. <laughs> uh, but yes, the the, point, the overall point is that help is, help is on the way in terms of players mm-hmm. coming back by the sounds of things. You saw Jackie Robinson, Jackie Longfellow getting a taxi the other day. I did. Uh, what time did we get the train? Half nine or oh, Of course it was. It was, on, it was before the match, wasn't it? Before yeah. the match, you get a taxi. Where are you going, Jackie? No, I didn't, I didn't do a howl where... Uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> so I didn't do that. I'll get there, but then I realised the embarrassment how hard. Uh, good luck to Hal, by the way, because obviously moving to that was his last game before it was Cyprus. So I hope he has a terrible time over there after nicking my job on here. But uh, now no, good luck, obviously, and um, I'm sure he'll get back to some games at some point. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it looks like it looks. I didn't get. To, we didn't get to see him. I should no. say on uh, on Saturday, but um, looks like he enjoyed himself and. So the Blades get on three points, stay mm. at the top of the league after 10 games. Beautiful stuff. Any uh, any other thoughts on uh, the Preston match, mate? No, it's, uh, like I said, I listened to the second tier pod and they were saying it's getting boring talking about Sheffield United. It's not for us. Mm. But I can imagine from a neutral, you're like, yeah, they won again. They were just a bit too good. <laughs> <laughs> next Three out of the next four at home, I believe, aren't they? Yeah, and this is what I was talking to Eddie today at work about this, actually. And I was saying that... We- we can afford now. I don't want to do this, but we've got give ourselves a bit of leeway. Where, say, a home draw against QPR, because we've won the three away games, is not. Mm. You think, yeah, fair enough. You know, we want to win every game, but we are going to drop points, and we've given ourselves a little bit. I won't say it's a cushion because we're not that far in front or anything like that. But just in terms of results, because as you said, we played six away. The the mantra normally is win a you know win at home draw away, but we've won three in a row away from home now. So if yeah. we do drop points at home, it's not the big thing that it could have been. No, not exactly. Do you know, they one goal in our last six league games. That's clean sheet, Wes, mate. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> it. Certainly, certainly is a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so next game is Birmingham at home on mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, I just want to mention. Uh, a great weekend for United men and women, yes. to be honest. Um, the women absolutely smashed Coventry, 8-0. 8 bloody nil, as uh, Michael Palin <laughs> says in Ripping Yarns. Is it Ripping Yarns? Yeah, I'm I think it is. Sure. Yeah. Go on, yeah. Uh, yeah, 8-0 at Bramall Lane. Unfortunately, there was nowhere to um, to watch this and I wasn't able to get uh. there. But, um, yeah, it looks like uh, over a 1,000 fans there. And, yeah, they're up to second in the women's championship now. Um, and having watched their first game, they... Just so unlucky to lose that. They could really have three wins out of three, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, get get down to their next game if you can, because it looks like they're um, it's going to be a pretty good season for the women's team as well as the men's team. Um, I saw Rainbow Blaze, didn't they? They asked them uh, who's going to finish higher, the women's team or the men's team. That's like the the players mm. are. They're like. Eh. <laughs> I think they answered that quite quite cleverly. I they thought. did, uh, yeah, because they can't get in the playoffs, can they? There's no playoffs, is there? So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so 
Oh, imagine that. Double promotion. That would be phenomenal. So, yeah, uh, yeah keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, anything to plug, mate, before we finish off the Preston view from? What, what was your overall take on that? I, th- I really enjoyed the view from because I think they are saying, we're, we're getting the same pretty much every week now, which is, oh, they weren't that good, but, you know, they just had that bit of quality. And I've, that's exactly how I've seen the last three games. And maybe not Swansea, to be fair, that, that was a, you know, last minute sort of thing. But I think Hull and Preston are both very similar to a degree in that, yeah, we could have lost it, but in the end, we finished both of those games far better than the opposition. And I think that's another thing as well, that we're bringing people on who would walk straight into the teams that we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just think of some of the players that come back as well. Mm. Oh, so exciting it, times. It, it really is exciting. So we've got an international break, obviously, now. Uh, several players uh, off and about. Wait, when's that England-Germany uh, under 21? That's, that's this break, right? Yeah, yeah this it is this break. There's a bit of banter going on out here between uh, the England lads and the uh, obviously cadres in the German under 21s, isn't it, as well? So. Uh, yeah, that's next Tuesday at Bromel Lane, isn't it? Mm. 27th, yeah. Maybe I should try and go to that. Yeah. I don't know if tickets are still available. But yeah, we've got uh, Brewsters in that squad, obviously McAtee and Doyle, and then uh, Kadra's in the under-21 Germany squad as well. Uh, Norton Davies, I guess he's off with Wales. Uh, who, are, who am I missing, obviously? Um, uh, Njai, obviously. Yeah, Njai. Uh, come on, there's more. Baldock. Egan. Well, oh, no, yeah. Obviously, he can only play He plays every second of every game. He's like, this sort of guy I can imagine like just walking past the park and someone's like, mate, we're short of players in the league. I'll play. Like, <laughs> I'm contractually obliged. If I, if yeah. My con- contract with the uh, FA of Ireland means I have to play <laughs> if anyone even looks at me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like Norwood said, it's uh, he said it's the strongest. I don't know if you heard his interview after, uh, but he said it's the strongest squad we've had since he's been there, and that's summed up by the amount of people who are going to be in training next week. There's about seven of them. Obviously, Norwood retired from international duty; otherwise, yeah. he'd be in there as well. As you said, McBurney will probably get back in there if he carries on as he as he's doing, and yeah, and that's what you want. Yeah, I've not really considered that, but yeah, you the only people who are going to be training with us is yeah, they're either going to be. Well, the, the squad is either injured or international at the moment, or like, yeah, those five or six players, isn't it? It's yeah. very weird. Well, I'm trying to just because obviously Baldock will be away as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you mention him? Sorry, yeah. I uh, did, yeah. Armand Odzic, presumably. Yeah, yeah, he'll be in there. So he'll just be Norwood <laughs> doing uh, him and Arblaster passing to each other like <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> ah, is, is Arblaster. They might be in the uh, 18s, yeah, never even thought of that, yeah. yeah. Although they played the other week, actually, didn't they, I think? Although, no, actually, they, they had their um, announcement because one of our um, under 18 lads is in that. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his surname. It's Sai, I think, Sashdev or Sachdev. I am sorry. I'm just. I am looking down at it now. And next the trading next week is literally not including our blaster. Who you, you might you might play in the, the under twenty ones or whatever. Is Basham and Norwood <laughs> and Wes <laughs> and that's it. It's just going to be like heads and volleys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't get. I once I once broke my ankle Billy playing Sharp, heads Billy and volleys. So. Obviously, so he'll be there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I once broke my ankle embarrassingly playing headers and volleys, so uh, everyone everyone should avoid doing that. I'm sure um, that'll not happen at United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly my point. All right, mate. Well, that is Roy's view from dot com. Uh, Living with Maidley is your podcast. We're you're, doing you're a right. yeah, we're doing a uh, Walnut documentary episode. Um, Ooh. Well, people people have already done it. Tufty Club did it. Really enjoyed that, and then quickly Kevin did it. And we were like, oh, we'll not bother. People have already done it, but it's the most requested thing we've got ever. No way. Yeah, and it, so because oh, do you know what? We'll do it. We'll do it. So we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try and do it Wednesday before Liam goes on holiday again. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I think we're going to try to get Warnock out on Thursday, Friday, something like that. So, yeah. Warnock out. Yeah. And we'll sort of cash in as he sold out the city all as he couldn't wait to sell everyone. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's sort of throwing Liam under a bit of a bus, though. Is, it, does he, is he a regular holiday goer? Not really. It just seems like it. It probably has about the same as me, but yeah. Just when, when someone else is away, you're like, oh, he's always on bloody holiday. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, all cashing right. in on the. Uh, and everyone who went to that Warnock thing said it was fantastic as well, so. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're not. A you're fan. not going to talk me into it. I know. Into I know. It. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a good time. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, just one final personal thing from me. Just want to say, uh, congrats to my buddy Josh and uh, his wife Erin, who became a parent today. So uh, yeah, he's a. He's, he's, he's an honorary blade. He's actually an Arsenal fan, but I know he listens to this podcast and he's, he's invested in us doing well, mate. So, uh, yeah, shout out to him. Congratulations. Congratulations, sir. Thank you for uh, indulging me on that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, right, mate, I'll, I'll let you shoot off and uh, we'll be back next week at some point. Uh, we, we have plans, big plans big for an plans. exciting show as well as obviously previewing the return of football after the international break. But, um, yeah, thanks for your time, buddy, and uh, very much enjoyed Saturday with yourself and my dad and Eggy and uh, yeah look roll on another away day soon but um, yeah I'll catch up with you uh, very soon indeed thanks a lot mate cheers